Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. All right, let's see. Where did I put that tweet? I just had it right in front of me here. I might have to just uh, whip out my phone here and and go into Twitter so I can share it with you word for word here. Uh, yeah, the, the big news, of course, over the weekend. Well, there were a couple of things, uh, but uh, both of the big news stories over the weekend involve this invasion on our southern border, this treasonous invasion on our southern border. Uh, of course, uh, Montana Governor Greg Gianforte uh, down in Texas on the southern border, standing alongside Texas Governor Greg Abbott, along with over a dozen other uh, governors, including Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, He made it very clear, Montana stands with Texas. We've got the full audio of the governor's remarks at that press conference I want to get to uh, here in just a second. But first, also big news uh, now this morning. You know, last week we had, I think it was last week or the week before, we had Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke from the Western Congressional District on the show, and he made it very clear that he is against this sham of a so-called border deal that had been uh, in the works in the United States Senate. And I thought Zinke made a great point. He's like, why do they have this Lankford guy? I mean, I'm sure he's a nice enough guy, but why is he the one who was leading the negotiations on behalf of the Republicans? Why not put in like a Ted Cruz? Why not put a tough negotiator in there? Somebody hard charging like a like a Ted Cruz in there. I thought that was a great uh, point by Congressman Ryan Zinke. Well, anyway, now we've also gotten word uh, that Montana Senator Steve Daines uh, is opposing uh, this sham of a so-called border deal. Senator Steve Daines, uh, just a little over an hour ago, took to Twitter or X.com as it's uh, as it's known now. He says, I cannot support a bill that does not secure the border, provides taxpayer funded lawyers to illegal immigrants and gives billions to radical open borders groups. I am a no. He says President Biden should instead use his executive authority to reinstitute the Trump policies he canceled. Remain in Mexico, Title 42, wall construction, just to name three, right? But we know that Joe Biden issued 94 executive orders to allow this treasonous invasion on our southern border. All he has to do is put the Trump policies back in place and the border will be secured. Uh, let's see, Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy also came out clearly against this bill. Uh, he, he shared his uh, remarks uh, via X on Sunday as well uh, and uh, shared a, a tweet from Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. saying this rhino dem immigration deal is really a mass amnesty that essentially locks in 2 million illegals per year. All right, so that's that's the latest when it comes to this uh, this big news over the weekend now that, that the actual text of this sham of a border deal has come out. Governor Greg Gianforte on the southern border. Let me give you a quick scene setter if I can get to it here. Uh, all right, let's try to roll it fast. Texas Governor Greg Abbott welcoming more than a dozen other governors from around the country right here to Eagle Pass, Texas. He delivered a border security briefing and then giving them a firsthand and up-close look at the situation that his state faces right here at the U.S.-Mexico border. Got All right, and uh, more to follow on that report, plus full remarks from Governor Gianforte. Montana stands with Texas coming up. 
let you know the, the thing, and then that'll lead to the other thing. By golly, we had a great time on Friday's Open Lines Friday show on Montana Talks, taking calls from all across the state. God, for Pete's sake, I think we had Joe Biden's speechwriter join us from Great Falls at the end of the program Friday. What are we going to talk about on Monday? Well, we'll have some more open phones time. Plus, she used to work here in Montana. She's back on the ground helping the farmers in Israel. That'll be coming up in Monday's Montana Talks as well, statewide, 9 to 10, right here. It's the Dipsy Doo Flipperoo. The Democrats are an ultra-violent, chop zone, insurrection-having, BLM rioting, Antifa murdering group of people who cover it up as mostly peaceful when, in fact, it's mostly violent. And in order to cover, they've got to blame Trump for what they're up to. Weekdays, 10 to 1, right here on News Talk. The Dan Bongino Show. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, we got the phone lines open for you, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app if you've got a quick message that you want to share. In fact, uh, we've got a message that just came in from Evan in Belt. Also uh, had another message come in here. This one came in from Jeremiah in Billings. It's an Elon Musk tweet talking about this invasion on our southern border. Jeremiah, thanks for sending that one in. I hadn't seen this Elon Musk tweet yet, but Elon Musk says this. Biden's strategy is very simple. One, get as many illegals in the country as possible. Two, legalize them to create a permanent majority, a one-party state. That is why they are encouraging so much illegal immigration. Simple yet effective. No, they're exactly right. That, that's why, that's why are the, they are demanding amnesty as a part of any, any deal. And, and not only would the illegal immigration continue to flow under this so-called deal, but uh, they would increase the numbers of legal immigration so that they can pour more people into this country. That's, that's another uh, topic that needs to be addressed as well. Um, so we got the phone lines open. Originally, I was going to have the phone lines open for the full 8 o'clock hour, but we've actually now got a frago. We've got John Fabricatori coming up at 840. John Fabricatori was the ICE field office director for the state of Wyoming and for the state of Colorado, but he had a 20-plus year career serving in immigration and customs enforcement. He's now a candidate for Congress, taking on an incumbent Democrat down in Colorado. So any of you with the pocketbooks to support it, you're going to want to support him uh, down there in Colorado because, you know, we need everybody in this fight uh, to secure our country and to secure our southern border. But we're going to get his read on this whole uh, sham of a border deal coming up around 840. He's already been weighing in via Twitter. First, though, let's get to your phone calls. We've got right on John in Bozeman. Right on John, what's on your mind? Thanks for the call. Uh, good morning, brother. Hey, uh, I went to the Bozeman laundromat on Sunday, and 70% of them were immigrants, and, and uh, 90% of them had vehicles better than mine. It's pretty crazy. Uh, people really need to be careful in going to the backcountry. they got to get bear bells and hopefully bear spray because grizzlies have been uh, found roaming in Bear Canyon. I'm hoping to go and see uh, Bridger Aerospace and maybe run into T- Tim Sheehy, 
um, here and uh, talk to them about drones here today. Um, but that my main thing is these hackers. I'm thinking about going and talking to John at Steve Gaines' office here in Bozeman because um, what's happened is, is that this uh, Mavis 1CZYK, um, they, they're a group uh, based out of Nigeria, and they have an office in Billings. Um, what they're doing is they're taking over people's accounts uh, based uh, with the, the start that uh, you can get uh, medical, free medical, and maybe make a couple of dollars. I even contacted the FBI, but they were... Uh, <laughs> so there's some new new hackers. They're not just hacking remotely. They figure, well, let's break into the country and hack from here, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, oddly enough, that actually ties... Uh, right on, John, thanks for the phone call. Oddly enough, that actually ties in with the message that we got from Evan in Belt. Uh, oh, first, though, hey, right on, John, if you haven't seen it yet, I was going to ask um, John Jackson about this on tomorrow's show. Remind me if I forget... So there's a new movie out. Well, it's relatively new, and uh, it's got Jason Statham in it, and it's called The Beekeeper. The Beekeeper or The Beekeepers, I can't remember. Anyway, The Beekeeper. I swear it it, it's, it deals with hackers, and I swear this is like uh, a movie about Hunter Biden. <laughs> so if any of you haven't seen it yet, watch it. Tell me if you came away with the same conclusion that I did. Did they just do a movie about Hunter Biden? And no, he's not the good guy. He's not the beekeeper in this film. He's the bad guy at the center of the film. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, random sidebar. Uh, Evan and Belt, though, uh, if you guys hadn't seen it, the, um, the Missoulian had a fascinating write-up by Rob Cheney talking about the massive Sentinel ICBM upgrade that's about to take place. I mean, massive man camps that are going to be built in central Montana uh, to to conduct this $132 billion upgrade of our nuclear missile uh, silos all across Montana to the new system. Anyway, Evan and Belt says this. Now that the Chinese have a baseline of our ICBM sites from the spy balloon, I hope our government isn't stupid enough to award contracts to Chinese companies who would love to do the work. But I wouldn't bet on it. I agree with South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. It is very concerning that military-aged Chinese males are coming across our southern border and are likely spying on our abilities. What a better way to cause damage than to have infiltration into our actual missile sites. That is from our Air Force veteran friend, Evan in Belt. And thanks for that message. Yeah, this is a, a, a massive upgrade that's, uh, that's getting ready to start. $132 billion cost to upgrade to the new missile system, the Sentinel system. And in this piece by, by Rob Cheney, he talks about how just the Montana portion of the project alone is going to involve thousands of miles of new utility corridors and, and thousands of miles of existing uh, corridors. And then somewhere between 2,000 and 3,000 workers will live at two hubs, uh, one near Great Falls and one near Lewistown. Anyway, I'll, I'll talk, I want to talk more about that story in the, uh, in the 9 o'clock hour of the show when we've got our friends from Lewistown, Malta, and elsewhere uh, tuning in on the uh, statewide uh, 9 o'clock hour of the program. Uh, all right. Meantime, let's go back to your phone calls. We've got Steve in Kalispell. Steve, stand by. You'll be first up right after the break. Right here with Montana Talks, the show where you get to talk and be heard all across Montana. 406-294-0970 or message us on the Montana Talks app. 
Amtrak Pergram with the Speaker's Lobby. Federal prosecutors have now handled more than 1,200 criminal cases related to the 2021 riot at the Capitol. The feds enjoyed nearly unbroken success winning those cases until recently. Prosecutors now face a growing list of legal stumbling blocks. The reason, the Supreme Court announced it will review the scope of one of the primary felony charges brought against one six defendants, obstruction of an official proceeding. The court's decision to take up that issue calls into question charges against hundreds of rioters, not to mention part of special counsel Jack Smith's criminal case against Donald Trump himself. Also, two federal judges issued rulings which undercut two of the key misdemeanor charges brought against nearly every January 6th defendant, charges related to trespassing in a building being protected by the Secret Service. The judges, Trump appointee Carl Nichols and Obama appointee Christopher Cooper, ruled that in order to be guilty of the charges, defendants must be aware that then-Vice President Mike Pence or other other Secret Service protectees were on Capitol grounds. With the Speaker's Lobby, Chad Pergram, Fox News. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's jump right back into the phone calls here. Steve in Kalispell listening to KJJR. What's going on, Steve? Good to hear from you. Well, I, I couldn't help but make a comment. I guess everyone knows me as the windy one now. But um, uh, after seeing that clip of that illegal Venezuelan immigrant that was released from jail after, after assaulting those cops, the sign he gave us was the sign that Joe Biden has been giving us all since his election, and that's the double-fisted middle finger. That's right. Well, and I don't know um, which... Characterize it perfectly. Yeah, no, exactly. And and I don't know which fingers, I can't remember which fingers Tester lost after he shoved his own hand into a meat grinder. <laughs> Wish he could do it himself, huh? But, <laughs> but by golly, if he has both middle fingers, he's doing the same thing to every single one of us here in Montana. Yeah, yeah, maybe somebody else said, boy, you do that one more time, you're going in the meat grinder, you know. Yeah. Well, look at it. That, and, this, and this so-called uh, border bill is no better. All it's doing is polishing those fingers, okay? So um, it's it's a nothing, and it's it's a nothing burger. And until we get a new administration, that's all we're going to get. Out of this. And if, we'll be lucky if that's all we get is a big, fat nothing. Because I think what's going to happen to an old man like me, when I get accosted by five people who want to pick my pocket or beat my brains in. Well, that's the thing. I mean, in Montana, you've got a, a, the right to defend yourself. But I'll tell you, aren't, aren't you glad to see not only that Senator Steve Daines is speaking out strongly against this sham of a border uh, deal. Uh, I, I know uh, both of our congressmen uh, have, are speaking out and have spoken out against it. Uh, Navy SEAL veteran Republican Senate candidate Tim Sheehy is speaking out against it. Uh, John Tester is still following the Joe Biden party line. But I'm, I'm oh, really... And, and to back that up, I called Tester's office in Billings, and I got nothing but filler busted on my comments that I just made to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're licking their fingers, you know, wondering how much money is going to go to their left-wing uh, NGOs, billions of dollars that's going to these left-wing open borders, you know, cheering on the Hamas terrorist type of type of so-called uh, nonprofit organizations, just like our, our taxpayer dollars that go to the U.N. end up going in the pockets of terrorists. Absolutely. Well, I don't know how I don't know how we can get to this, but I'm I'm hoping this country 
feels like the rest of us that is not going to abide it anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's just too obvious. If, if you can't see what they're up to in front of your eyes when you watch the TV on Friday evening, then you're not watching anything. You could care less. You're so far up your your, your backside, you'll never get your head out of it. So. Well, I'm so pleased. So. The, the the point that I wanted to make was uh, before I started about you know, talking about these politicians licking their fingers um, is Speaker of the House Mike Johnson has said that this uh, sham of a border deal is dead on arrival. So I was really pleased to see that. I hope that line gets repeated over and over again. Enough said on this thing. Dead on arrival. Steve, while I got you, before you run, uh, I got a, a random story for you here as I'm looking over the stack of stuff in my studio. I know you're kind of one of our hunting buddies out there. Likes to get out and, and hunt across Montana. Uh, did you see this story? I think Field and Stream did it. I think I saw it from uh, MSN.com. I think the Disney family and Libby sent it our way. As Yellowstone's elk numbers decline, the park's wolves turn to bison. So, so the wolves ate all the elk or chased all the elk out of the park. Uh, so now they're finally starting to chew up the bison. I wonder if these environmental activists who would stage a protest, if you decided to kill a bison on the edge of Yellowstone, I, will they show up and protest the wolves that are now killing the bison after they destroyed all the elk? Oh, uh, you know, they change their colors when they need to, and they don't change them to the right colors either. They either get pinker or they get greener, or a combination of the two. So there's no there's no argument you can make, and there's no concession you can make that will ever please them, because that's not what their business is. That's right. And oddly enough, you just described Liberal Senator John Tester during an election year as well. Steve, thanks for the call. Great to hear from you. 406-294-0970. If you go to our Montana Talks website, uh, I've got uh, a report here. Montana governor stands with Texas in border press conference. Now, there was about 14, I think it was, governors that were there standing with Texas uh, on the southern border alongside uh, Texas Governor uh, Greg Abbott. Uh, and and so the governor's remarks were fairly brief at the press conference, given the fact that there was over a dozen governors there. But here's the full remarks from Governor Gianforte at that press conference yesterday. And let me start by saying Montana stands with Texas in this fight. The governors here have repeatedly called on the Biden administration to step up and do their job. Most recently, in a joint letter, we asked for the names and identities of people that have crossed illegally into this country. That request was met with silence. It came on top of a letter that shared a 10-point plan to secure the border. That was three years ago. We're still waiting for a response from the White House. Montana has had our soldiers here on the southern border for most of last year. And Governor Abbott, we're committed to stand with you and continue to provide resources so that we can protect the citizens of the United States and our country. This is impacting all of our states. In the northern Rockies, where I call home, we've seen a 78% increase in fentanyl just in the last year, and we've lost lives, and it's uh, broken families apart. We need to secure the border. Our states are being invaded by the people crossing illegally. Our Constitution gives the states the right to self-defense. That's what Governor Abbott's doing, and that's why we're here standing with him today. Biden is doing the exact opposite. He's working against the entrances of this country, and we are here today to call on him, the federal administration, to do their job.
thank you for calling attention to this issue and governor Abbott, thank you all right, that was a full remarks. So I've got the full video of that press conference on our Montana Talks website right now as well. Uh, going back to Stephen Kalispell's point about the illegal alien who, who put up not just one middle finger to America, but two middle fingers to America. So here this guy, this guy beat up New York City police officers. He, along with the rest of the illegal alien mob in New York City, they beat up two New York City police officers. And, and then they, they actually get arrested. The NYPD tracks them down and arrests these guys. And then Alvin Bragg, the liberal district attorney, the Soros-backed DA in New York City, puts these illegal aliens. They don't even have to post bail, post bond. They get put right back out on the streets. Now, apparently, Border Patrol is trying to track them down. After New York City put them right back out on the streets, allowing them to just flip the middle finger on both hands to this entire country. And just like Steve said, it's so symbolic of of the Joe Biden, John Tester policies. They're both flipping middle fingers to this entire country with everything they've done to this country for the past three years. Um, but, but it reminds me, you know, you look at all these phony indictments against Donald J. Trump. And where are the, the anti-Trump prosecutions, persecutions, I should say, taking place? Where are one of the places? New York City, New York State. So the same people that will put these lawless uh, criminals, these illegal aliens that beat up police officers, that will put them back out on the streets without even are the same lawless prosecutors that are leading this lawless political persecution against Donald J. Trump. I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to hear President Trump on Sunday Morning Futures yesterday with Maria Bartiromo, but obviously he talked about the southern border and how his plans would restore order on the southern border. But he also was asked about all of these phony indictments against him, and I really like his response to this. I think it puts it all in perspective. If I didn't run or if I was in fifth place, I wouldn't have any indictments. I wouldn't have any problem. They went after me from before I even announced because they said we have to do it all. These aren't indictments. These are Biden indictments. How are you going to get through? Washington, D.C., I just get through things, whatever it is. I'm doing this for the country. I didn't need this. I could have had the greatest life. Look at this. I could have had a nice time instead of doing a nice, fair, but tough interview with you. I could have had a very nice time in my life. I could have enjoyed it. But I enjoy it anyway because we're going to make America great again. This country is failing. This nation is failing. And it's incompetent people like Biden. Who wants open borders? Who wants high interest rates? Who wants bad education? Who wants all of this stuff? Who wants a woke military? Our country's going to hell, and it's an honor for me. I, I, I really say, anytime I get indicted, it's an honor because I'm doing it for you. Yeah, he's exactly right. They did that interview, I believe it, but was it the Mar-a-Lago estate? I know at, at one of his estates in Florida, he could be living a perfect life, living just the nicest life ever, but yet he continues to charge the hill. He continues to charge that hill while under fire from every single angle. And it's because he's the one standing in the way of their uh, of their ultimate goal, which is to allow this country to be invaded so they can have one party control, just like Elon Musk uh, said that I shared earlier in the hour. Uh, by the way, Bill Maher, the left wing uh, host of of that HBO program and the liberal Bill Maher, he made the same point we've been making, which is Joe Biden doesn't need a border deal to secure the country. 
part two of the act yeah. is Joe, is, is Joe Biden see. saying, you know what, if you just give me a new law, a new law, why doesn't the president can fix this? He already has the existing laws. And border patrol this, this is also right silly. I need a piece of paper from Congress to deal with the border. No, you already have that. That's right. That's right. He's already got the power. He's just refusing to use it. Uh, they are deliberately bringing this pain to to this country deliberately. Hey, some of you have been dealing with pain for quite some time now, and maybe it's because you've been wanting to avoid surgery. You've been wanting to avoid painkillers. You don't want to get hooked on those things. Uh, and, and, you know, there can be a lot of downtime that can be associated with surgery. Well, what if there was a natural art alternative where you can take the healing agents that are already in your body and use those to get over that pain, whether it's in your knees, your hips, your back, or in those achy joints. Well, QC Kinetics does just that. They, they're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. And you can get a free consultation because they're now on the ground in Montana. So if you call QC Kinetics today, you can get a free consultation. QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. That's QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. And yeah, they specialize in what's known as regenerative medicine, where they take those healing agents, concentrate them down, put them directly into those achy joints. QC Kinetics, check them out. Free consultation. Securing America. The situation in Eagle Pass has really changed over the last few weeks. Normally, we would have seen several migrant groups trying to cross the Rio Grande. But ever since the state of Texas started putting up more barriers and razor wire, it's really slowed down. Instead, other areas along the southern border are seeing big increases. The latest CBP figures show more than 70% of apprehensions are now occurring in Arizona and California. Of the nearly 33,000, more than 23,000 happened in those states. But on the other side of the border, enforcement is up. Ever since Secretary of State Lincoln's visit to Mexico in December, it appears Mexico is now stopping more migrants from boarding trains and now removing more migrants from Mexico's northern border to the southern border. But that enforcement from the Mexican government isn't happening in all areas. And that's part of the reason why we're seeing more activity in both California and Arizona. In Eagle Pass, Texas, Jeff Paul, Fox News. This is where Montana talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we'll get back to your phone calls here in a few minutes. And then, of course, I've got the phone lines open uh, for the, the 9 o'clock hour, for the start of the 9 o'clock hour as well. Uh, if you got something you want to talk about or want to jump in on the conversation. But we do have our guest now on the phone lines and uh, definitely wanted to, uh, to get a chance to get him on. Thankfully, I shot him a quick note earlier this morning. Hey, if you want to join us on the radio, we'd love to get your your insight on this. John Fabricatori. I first interviewed him thanks to our friends at Fox News Radio a while back, and I was like, man, this guy's good. we got to get this guy on more often, especially since, you know, he's worked uh, here in our neck of the woods. So he was the state field office director for the for, for U.S. Immigrations and Customs Enforcement. He was the, the field office director for, uh, for Colorado, if I'm not mistaken, the field office director also for Wyoming. So he's got a career uh, serving in immigration and customs enforcement. Uh, he's now running for Congress, taking on an incumbent Democrat down in Colorado. So for those of you who've got the, the, the checkbooks that can, that can afford to contribute, 
make sure you check into John Fabricatori and support him down in Colorado because we have got to start picking off these open borders Democrats. Uh, John Fabricatori, thanks so much for being with us here this morning. I, I definitely wanted to get your take on this uh, border deal as it's being described in the United States Senate. Thankfully, um, our Republican congressman and our Republican senator here in Montana are coming out against it. Yeah, you know, as, as soon as I had the opportunity to look at it last night, uh, you know, I opened it up, started reading, got through 67 pages, and we still weren't talking about border control. We still weren't talking about enforcement. I mean, we had tons of money going to other countries to, to improve their borders, but nothing coming into ours. And then finally getting into the enforcement side, it's just littered with things that do not really uh, do not really help us. And you've got to really read every single word and what they're trying to say because they leave little caveats in there that allow them get out or allow them to kind of change exactly what they're doing. And that's what I'm really worried about. I'm worried about that this may get passed because on first blush it may look good, but if you really dive deep into this, you can see that they've really carved out these little sections for themselves to allow more people in or to actually even shut this down and not even use it. Well, it seems like it also is an attempt to codify illegal immigration. Uh, Stephen Miller, who is, you know, a key policy advisor on immigration for former President Donald J. Trump, he's got America First Legal, and they put out a lengthy thread via Twitter where they, they talk about all the problems in this. And and they he sums it up by saying that this appears to be worse than the current law. But even if this deal was a great deal, if Joe Biden is ignoring current federal law and allowing this invasion to take place, who's to say he wouldn't ignore whatever he wants to ignore in this new law? Exactly. And, and you know, like I was saying, if you if you read through this, like, like to, to give you, you know, a kind of an, an idea what I'm talking about. So they talk about in this bill, the daily average crossings of 5,000. If, if they reach 5,000, the Homeland Security could be required to close the border to all migrants. But then they put a little caveat in there without appointments. So we both know that that CBP-1 app is something that this administration's been pushing really, really hard. So what they'll actually do is, you know, as they're getting close to that 5,000 number, they'll just push people onto the CBP-1 app and still take them in. So people will still be coming in, but they've made an appointment on an app. So it's, it's little sections like that. When you see that in there, you're like, OK, so this is how they're going to get around it. Well, I was glad to hear that the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, says that the border bill is, quote, dead on arrival. Uh, and he now says, after seeing the actual text, that it is even worse than we expected. So this whole 5,000 number, well, OK, if we reach 5,000, then we'll shut down the border. OK, well, first off, who's going to be keeping count? Who's going to be keeping track? Because we know that there are gotaways left and right. The numbers of illegal aliens that they're that they're actually uh, catching at our southern border. We don't know how many actually got away. And so 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 if they don't know how many people are actually coming into this country illegally, truly, then how can they know that their 5000 count is ever going to be an accurate count? Right. And, and with that 5,000 count, they're going to they're trying to say that they want to detain people. Well, where are these detention beds? Because this administration has barely 30 37,000 beds that they're filling right now. They have no additional beds. So what's actually going to happen is they're going to let people in on alternatives to detention. But they're going to say that they're detained, but they're not really detained. They're just putting a, a bracelet and ankle monitor on them, which these people are cutting off anyway. 
So they're not going to be detained. They're going to be letting people in. It, it, there's so much in this bill that I see these little got-outs that, that, that they've got that they're, they're not going to pass any of this stuff. They, you know, it, it's just incredible as you're reading through it. Like, the whole thing with them wanting to hire more Border Patrol agents and more ICE agents, that's great. But anyone who's worked for the government knows that that's a year-and-a-half to two-year process until you get an agent actually on the street. I believe that this administration just wants this bill to pass so that they have a win. And then once they're into 2025, you're going to see most of this go away. Well, exactly right. They they know that the most important Senate race in the country is right here in Montana, and they want to give liberal Senator John Tester some top cover to claim that they did something about our, our southern border, all the while doing nothing to secure our southern border. That's all this is. Uh, and and uh, to hopefully more of these Senate Republicans wake up and 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 go along with Senator Steve Daines and reject this this sham of a deal. Uh, I, I, one of our listeners, let's see, Bonnie sent us a message on our Montana Talks app. You know, we're always talking about our southern border. What about our northern border? I, I hear a lot of them are coming in from the north too. Yeah, we, we do know that there there's been a massive surge on our northern border. Any northern border implications in this latest uh, latest bill? I, I I haven't heard anything other than what what's already been happening. No, I haven't seen anything specifically uh, uh, identifying the northern border. And, and your caller is exactly right. I mean, we we have a lot of drugs being trafficked through the northern border. We have a lot of uh, known suspected terrorists coming across the northern border. So, yeah, the northern border, remember, it's twice as long as our southern border, and, and we have less agents and less control up there. So, you know, the, the bottom line is, look, we need to deport what we have in this country right now. We need to get our hands around it. We need to not allow amnesty to happen because the left wants amnesty so they can have more votes. You know, there's – look, we, we need control, and this bill is definitely not it. Uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, the, the money that's in it for Ukraine, uh, what, $60 billion for Ukraine in here, the, you know, the invasion that happened because of the weak foreign policy of this administration, that's more money than our United States Marine Corps gets uh, every year. You know, is right. going to another country, and it, it's just crazy. But then, on top of that, though, one of the things that that Senator Steve Daines pointed out in his opposition to this uh, sham of a border deal is is how there's also funding in here for these anti-American NGOs. And we we just saw recently how it, it's been documented that that our money that went to the UN went to actual terrorists that took pl- took part in the October seventh Hamas terror attacks in Israel. And so, once again, our our own money will be used against us to the very people that are facilitating this invasion. There, there's definitely some shady stuff going on with a lot of these NGOs. You know, I, I've been following a lot of what the UN has been doing with the, with what you know UN OIM has been doing, and you know, look, billions of dollars are, are, are being spent on this. NGOs are becoming wealthy off of this. Uh, you can look into Catholic charities, Lutheran services, the amount of money that they're making on actually helping traffic people into the United States. You know, it, it has to stop. And that nearly a billion dollars is being, uh, you know, carved out in this bill to be given to NGOs. It, 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 it's, it's just crazy, actually, what, what's going on with this bill. Yeah, and they're the same people that are dumping, that are that are working to dump refugees into places like Billings, Montana right now, or some of these very yep. NGOs that, that you mentioned. So it will exacerbate that crisis. It's gotten so bad in, in Billings, Montana, with the refugees they're trying to dump here that that uh, they're trying to build a charter school in the Billings Public Schools just for 
they're refugees because they're coming from Afghanistan and they don't know how to treat women, right. not let alone the language. Uh, and so uh, just crazy all around. John Fabricatori, I, I mentioned, look, folks, if, if you're if you've got the pockets to do it, f- help fund his campaign in Colorado, because it, it's, it's not just enough to take out. Well, taking out liberal S- Senator John Tester will be enough. But but let's do more. Let's let's hold that majority in the House and, and take out one of these other open borders, Democrats. John, how can people support your campaign? Yeah, thank you very much. They can go to my website at uh, johnfabforcongress.com. That's J-O-H-N, S as in Fox, A-B-B, the number four, congress.com. They can look up my background. There's a donate button right there. And like you said, look, it's an investment in me going to Congress. We can knock out this liberal congressman that we've got here uh, in, in, in Colorado right now that votes with Nancy Pelosi all the time. He's anti-gun. He's, he's open border. So, look, let's knock him out. Get me in Congress. And let's, and let's get this issue fixed. Well, in Denver, hospitals are getting overrun by illegals. Uh, you know, the, the money that's going to pay for illegal aliens and then the homeless encampments. Hopefully it's enough to finally wake up, uh, wake up uh, people in that sea full of pot smoke right. down there in Denver to finally vote the other way. John Fabricatori, always a pleasure. Thanks again for your service to our country, uh, your 20-year-plus uh, career uh, with ICE, and for stepping up once again. Great to have you on Montana Talks. Quick break. Back to your phone calls right after this. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. So we should invite into the country, according to these squad members, you know, people that are part of a terrorist organization. Well, we God only knows with 10 million unvetted Joe Biden illegal immigrants, how many how many people that have ties to terrorists are already in the country? I would argue it's a certainty, 100% certainty, that there are people on terror watch lists and people that are associated with terror groups that are already in the country. And what might be they be thinking? Do they want a better life for their kids? Do they want to begin a new future in America? Have they changed their ways? Or maybe they're going to plot, plan, scheme the next attack against America on our homeland. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. Learn more at Cheek and Stem. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you. Too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code radio at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code radio at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Disease. This is the Montana Economic Minute. The approach of the Biden administration in pursuing what's known as industrial policy is definitely moving the needle on economic activity. 
deficit and spending bills passed into law by Congress, known by their acronyms, IRA, CHIPS, IIJA, have caused some categories of investment spending to grow rapidly in manufacturing, green energy, EVs, and other places. They've also contributed to historically large budget deficits at a time when the economy is not in need of any stimulus. The sky-high federal debt is just a number, perhaps, but the interest payments that the federal government has to make on that debt are a real cost. And lately, those payments have mushroomed, amounting to more than the spending on national defense. That's happened for many reasons, one of which are the trillion-dollar-plus deficits. Another reason is higher interest rates, which make the newer borrowing more expensive. And they also make rolling over old debt into new borrowing expensive as well, as we expand borrowing into the teeth of a tighter credit market. I'm Patrick Barker. And a healthier, happier you. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's see. Phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970, or you can message us on our Montana Talks app. And uh, to John, I'm assuming it's John and Bozeman, uh, I did get your message on our Montana Talks app earlier and I and yes, um, I, I did send another email to the Montana Highway Patrol to see if we can get an update on that case. You guys remember that case involving a wrong way driver that kill, killed a young lady uh, on the interstate near Bozeman? I, I still haven't seen or heard anywhere if charges have been filed or if the, the driver has been cleared for whatever reason. So I did send an update to say, hey, what's going on with that case? Uh, so, John, thanks for that message. Let's go to Vince in Billings. Uh, yeah, Vince, you, you heard Nancy and Roundup. Nancy and Roundup earlier this morning uh, announced that she's running for the state legislature uh, for the House District in the Roundup area. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of cool to see our listeners stepping up to serve, huh? Well, yeah, putting your money where your mouth is. I'm very proud of her. Uh, you know, uh, my history, our family history is out in Melstone area. It's going to be nice to have somebody that cares about the country out there and, and uh, representing. I wish I could vote in that area. I should be looking at voting for Nancy, that's for sure. And a shout-out to my cousin Stephen Kellisville. Thank God he's still alive. I don't hear enough from him. But oh, this is that Vince. Hey, that's right, our our, uh, our Jersey Lily uh, friend, right? <laughs> yeah, yep, very definitely. Uh, yeah, you know, and on that little note, quick, Senator Steve Daines, he's, we're so lucky to have him. I've got to know him personally because of the Jersey Lily, and uh, but just getting to know him personally, what a great person and family. Uh, but, Aaron, Mike, what's going on in the city of Billings? You know, you talk about insanity. Let's keep doing the same thing over and over and over. When's somebody going to say, St. John's, when are you going to step up and change things with our law enforcement and, and quit blaming the people for the problems? I was so mad when they did the press interview and blamed the people who had guns in their cars and got their cars robbed that they were the problem with the gun problem. Not what's going on with this. I think St. John's needs to take a uh, vacation permanently. We need to get somebody in there with new inventive ideas to take care of this city of Billings. We're a small town. We're not big city New York. We can handle this. If you get more community involvement, let's get a let's get some more new ideas, some fresh things going on here. Maybe the mayor needs to think about uh, uh, more than just the, the sidewalks on the street and the walking paths and what's going on in the rest of this city. Uh, I know as a 
small businessman here, I'm really concerned. And if I have any ways or means of getting out of this town, I'm I'm looking at the next five years of getting out of here. Well, look, I mean, we've got a you got I, a liberal I, city I'm council. Sure. You got a liberal city council. You've got uh, too many liberal judges, a liberal supreme court that put these criminals back out on the streets uh, all yep. too often, far yep. too easy. Now, the Yellowstone County commissioners apparently they're stepping up and they're and they're moving forward with the pr- this proposal to create a short term detention facility. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to catching up with uh, with Commissioner Morris later in the week to talk about that. But yeah, let's let's yep. get these criminals behind bars, and we got to have bars to yep. put them behind in order to do that because then they wouldn't be breaking into your cars and stealing your guns uh, because Montana, are, you know. There's always this excuse that we don't have enough money. Well, you want to get, you want more money from me? Let's pass a jail bond that is a jail that's going to be big enough to handle this and let's put these people behind bars and let's take care of this town and these people in this town and, and let's quit just blaming, having blaming. Yeah. Uh, let's get some new ideas and action behind this. Vince, great to hear from you. Thanks for the call. I, I know we're just about yeah. out of time. But hey, did you hear Did you hear our, our conversation? We got to see Donald Trump Jr. in Vegas at the SHOT Show. Did you hear that interview by chance? I did. I did. So it was, it was he, fantastic. he promised us. He, he was there. The governor was there. He promised us that he wants to do a show with us from the Jersey Lily this year before the November election. So promises made, promises kept is the Trump family mantra. So yeah, we're going to have to make it happen. Well, let now. me know. I will help Boots. I'll, I'll be the garbage hauler to help Boots if I can do that. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, well, thanks for the phone call. Great to hear from you again. And, uh, yeah, hi to your cousin Steve.